Hey everyone, welcome to episode 42 of Tuesdays with Perry. We're going to try to get him on the line in just a second. Today we're going to be talking about um, the presidential candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, He talks about uh, the CIA responsible for killing his uncle. He talks about uh, chemicals in the water, in the groundwater, that actually affect your endocrine disrupting, uh, endocrine disrupting chemicals that affect your endocrine system, which is your hormonal system. Not to mention the part of problem with pharmaceutical companies, uh, vaccines, etc., but prescription drugs um, at Al, uh, corporations in general. Uh, he also talks about supporting the Second Amendment and the, the fact he's a constitutionalist. And Robert F. Kennedy also talks about um, uh, problems, the Democratic problem with elections, and the fact that they say they support democracy, but there are things uh, like electronic voting machines and mail-in ballots that undermine democracy. And we're going to talk about the debt limit a little bit, and we're going to talk about uh, the Supreme uh, SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, looking at affirmative action, specifically in college admissions, but we're going to talk about uh, that overall. So let's, uh, time is of the essence, so let's see if um, I can get uh, Perry on the line here. <laughs> I swear to God, there he is, now it's ringing. Ah, uh, there he is. A little technical difficulty. How are you, my friend? Oh, doing just peachy keen. Peachy keen, Ruby. <laughs> All right, I had a little technical difficulty in there. It, the phone constantly says that it's, it's going through the Bluetooth, and then I make the phone call, and it's not uh, going through. So um, today uh, we're going to be talking about RFK Jr.'s presidential candidacy Um, the affirmative action case uh, in front of the U.S. Supreme Court and uh, the debt ceiling uh, negotiations debacle. Some of the hardliners, including you, say we didn't get enough on the Republican side, but we're going to talk about this briefly. We've got about half an hour. So um, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said... um, was on Spaces just recently on Twitter, and he was talking about all different subjects, including pharmaceuticals, vaccines, uh, chemicals in the water. Obviously, he's an environmentalist. Uh, He talked about, though, um, endocrine-disrupting chemicals in the water that uh, turn the frogs from female to male. And um, that's right out of the pages of Alex Jones. And then um, he talked about guns being a constitutional right, And he also talked about uh, the problem with our election system. He says that there there are too many avenues for fraud in there. Uh, What do you think about um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, who seems a lot like a moderate um, Democrat these days, a moderate liberal? Uh, What do you think of his candidacy? Well, it's kind of a shame we're not um, 14 years uh, or 12 years in, in the past because we could have run him instead of that turncoat piece of crap Mitt Romney <laughs> and we could have beaten um, Obama handedly 
with what you're calling a moderate. I, in today's world, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with uh, RFK Jr. I think in today's world, he is a moderate Democrat. I didn't think any existed anymore. And yes, as running as a Republican against Obama, he could have beaten him. He could have beaten him because Romney was too much of a coward to stick the fork in him and finish him off when he had the chance right. on the second presidential debate. Anyway, that is A, that's history. Point being is, um, RFK Jr., um, he may give Democrats a reason to kick out Uncle Joe. I just don't think they're willing to do that. Right. I think that's the problem. I think um, they like what the miscreants in the White House are doing using the marionette in, uh, in the Oval Office. And so um, RFK needs to run. Yeah. Because if there's any hope for that party, not that I want to give them hope, but if there's any hope for that party, he may be it. Yeah, the last hope. For sure, He um, uh, RFK is polling at, I think, 27%. You know, Joe Biden is only in the 30s, uh, so he's not far behind. Um, what do you think about his chances? You know, the DNC just won't have it. They wouldn't have Bernie Sanders, and they gypped him out of the nomination. Um, so even if... Uh, RFK Jr. Um, rightfully wins uh, the nomination. Uh, I don't think the DNC is going to give it to him. Oh, that's that's a foregone conclusion. But what they're not prepared for is what he will do. Yeah. He will pull a threat out of Trump's book and say, I'll run as an independent. Yeah, and he and, should, yeah. And, yeah, and I think based on what little I know of his platform right now, I think there are enough disaffected Democrats um, and even, you know, country club Republicans who would not hold their nose and vote for Trump that would vote for him. Right. But, the, but, but that's a good thing. Yeah. I want competition of ideas. And uh, when you can have, and I'm using air quotes here, a, an honest liberal like RFK Jr. come out and say, I'm a staunch defender of the Constitution. I believe in everything it stands for, including the first, second, fourth, and fifth amendments, not to mention the, the other five or six. Um, um, I should say big ones. Yeah. You know, the Bill of Rights. Well, the Constitution um, is not a, a right wing idea. <laughs> It's uh, it's more individualist than socialist, certainly. But um, the Constitution used to be revered by Democrats and Republicans, not as of late. Well, yes, yeah, right. It used to be. This is past tense. Okay, the the, the vast majority that make up the Democrat Party now are nothing more than miscreants who benefit at the trough of the American taxpayer, and the Marxist-Leninists, like the AOCs of the party, who want not to improve on the country, not to further the goals and aspirations of 
the Constitution and all uh, 27 amendments. They want, they want a complete destruction of American, or, or let's just call it a, merit, a meritocracy, okay? Um, they want what is known as American freedom and liberty to be replaced with the Marxist manifesto. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah, get and, rid, get and, rid and, of individualism and, and, and supplant it with correct. socialism. Yep. Cor- correct. And, and, and someone like RFK Jr. is going to upset the apple cart. He's, he's now put a mark on his head. And um, I'm, I look, I have, I have not had a love affair with RFK Jr. for the first 60 years of my life. Okay. Um, there were a lot of things that he was for when he came to environmentalism that I'm dead set against. And there are still a lot of things that he's for when it comes to environmentalism that I don't agree with. Um, but everything going back, beginning with, with, uh, 2020, that's when I began to see that I think he's a true and honest liberal. And when he sees wrong, he doesn't care if it's his side. He's going to speak out against it. And the fact that they're going after him with all knives out on the issues of of calling him an anti-vaxxer, which he is not, um, neither are you, neither am I. What we are is anti-this-vax and several others. You know, Rudy, there is no reason why today's school children... By the time they reach um, 12th grade, should have 76 vaccinations. Yeah. Now, that's not me pulling a number out of my ass. That is fact. If you go to the CDC, you will see where they make all these recommendations. And recommendation, and, and again, using the air quote of recommendation, means you as a school board will comply with these recommendations yeah. or we will with, we will see to it that the Department of, of Education withholds funding for your program. Yeah. You will see to it that all children going to your government schools in your district will um, subject themselves or their parents will subject their children to all these vaccinations. Right. And if they refuse, they will not be welcome in your school. Yeah. Well, there has to be some re-justification. Uh, it has to be justified for some one reason or another. If you know, if, if there isn't a justification for it, you shouldn't have to relent and get it. There is the science of inoculation, which indeed is a science. Um, but vaccinations ca- uh, have other materials, uh, adjuvants that are contaminations that we don't know. Uh, what they do, and in the case of the MMR vaccination, which is a stacked vaccination against measles, mumps, and rubella, uh, the the under the the present understanding is that the adjuvants or contaminations in those vaccines combined is what caused uh, autism. At least that's what the science that some of us look at uh, understand because in, in the Japanese study, as soon as they um, uncombined those vaccinations, the rates of autism went to almost zero. 
Um, so I just want to, before I go uh, on to the next subject, I just want to read some headlines here from Business Insider. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Twitter founder Jack Dorsey is backing Robert F. Kennedy Jr., but Business Insider calls him an anti-vaxxer who called anti-Fauci a fascist. And then um, Real Clear Politics says RFK Jr. tests the conspiratorial appetite of the Dems. Uh, U.S. News and World Report, Musk's host Twitter event for anti-vax Democrat candidate RFK Jr. And Vanity Fair, of course, says, have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his anti-vax conspiracies found a home? And um, Elon Musk uh, from The Telegraph, Musk host anti-vax presidential candidate Twitter live event. So, wow, uh, the mainstream media is just... Um, uh, tarnishing or uh, branding uh, RFK Jr. and uh, as an anti-vaxxer, and he's much more than that, as we discussed. So, one parting note on that before we get to the debt ceiling uh, conversation. Well, two parting notes on this. Number one, I expect no less, and that's why I call them the lame brain media. Yeah. They, 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 they do. There is no thought process in anything they say. They just label people. They target them. This is a, a tactic of Volinsky. Yeah. This is this is right out of the rules for radicals. You isolate, and then you beat them up, and then you get them to capitulate, yeah. or you destroy what's left of them. Right. And that's what they're in the process of doing right now. As and as a final um, contribution with regard to vax, um, for anyone. For anyone to say they see nothing wrong with a child being vaccinated 76 different times between the ages of 5 and 17 for many things that science has already eradicated. Such so, you know, kids don't get vaccinated for smallpox anymore. Right. Okay. So, and the same thing could be said for the MMR shot. Right. Which, yes, we we have proof, and all your listeners have to do is look up the name Patrick Gentempo. He's a medical doctor, and you and I have spoken privately about him and all the people that he has interviewed over the course of many, many months, beginning with COVID-19, but covering so many other topics, some of which you've just touched on today with regard to RFK of how we have poisoned our environment and how we're continuing to do it while we're worrying about fossil fuels, which are not contributory to what's happening in the world right now. Right. So uh, with, with regard to RFK and uh, how the lame brain media is attacking him, I know he expects that. I know he's prepared for it. Let him, let him handle it. I think he's a big boy. Um, but what's important is with, with um, avenues such as as uh, Twitter and other other social media, he's he's getting his word out. There's a reason why he's in a statistical dead heat with Uncle Joe. Okay, and so with Uncle Joe being handed nothing but congratulatory statements from the lame brain media on a daily basis, and with them beating up RFK Jr. And him being within striking, easy striking distance of Uncle Joe before even Uncle Joe has to acknowledge there is a Democrat already running against him. What do you think that's doing 
into the DNC right now. It's yeah. tearing them up inside. Yeah. So, you know, my, my final thoughts on that is let's let's uh, let's get out the Jiffy Pop mm. and, and, and and watch the show. <laughs> And watch the show. Yeah. He's uh, the RFK uh, pulls no punches. He he goes on hostile media all the time, and he keeps interrupting them. And because they call him a conspiracy theorist and an anti-vaxer, and he goes, "No, no, no. Let's look at the data." And he pulls out his papers and stuff, and he starts going on. He's very reminiscent of Ralph Nader in that uh, context. Um, but let's get on to the uh, debt ceiling. Um, some call it a debacle. Um, there were some wins for the Republicans. It, it wasn't uh, a rout, certainly. Uh, there were a lot of draws and um, some uh, contrition there. Um, what is, uh, let's just get your opinion on it. I have a Politico article here, uh, eight takeaways from the debt ceiling vote, so we can address uh, spending caps and um, uh, streamlining of permits and haircuts for the IRS and more work requirements for safety net programs, um, COVID clawbacks, um, and the like, the return of student loan payments, limit on defense spending. So uh, what's your uh, what's your 411 on uh, the debt ceiling negotiations? Well, I look at it this way. When a government that is already broke spends between two and three, officially, in my opinion, six trillion, unofficially, dollars that they don't have and can't get out of the hip pockets of the American people for programs that were not necessary and were never funded. My first question is, where's the fucking money? Yeah. Where has it gone? The money I mean, tree. <laughs> it, it, well, you, you, you know, Rudy, there, there are many times you and I laugh about the money tree. This isn't funny. Yeah. This isn't funny. In, in, in our lifetime, in our lifetime, adjusting for inflation, our government has spent, not our generation, not my son's generation, but his great-great-grandchildren's generation into slavery. Oh, yeah. And they're continuing to do it every day. So when the Republicans go harumph, 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 look at all the money we saved you. If if I was in debt as a government by $6 billion, and now I'm still in debt $3.5 trillion, you haven't saved me any money. <laughs> right. Okay. All, all you've done is instead of slitting my my throat, you've jabbed me in the federal artery is what you've done. And I'm still going to bleed out. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. They gave up way too much. You know, I, I, I was screaming, I, I, not the first time, but I was screaming, bitching, and moaning about, who the fuck cares if we lose our credit worthiness? Yeah. We already have. Right. Let let this behemoth, let this lie, uh, 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 what is it? Leviathan. It's a it's a Russian word. Well, Levi- um, Leviathan. Uh, Leviathan. Yeah, the let Thomas, the Thomas, Leviathan. the Thomas Hobbes yeah. beast uh, that is right. the state. Yep. 
Right. Let this Leviathan die once and for all. We still have the Constitution. We don't do this. Ten years from now, it won't be the the stars and stripes that are flying over the mast of the USS uh, Gerald Ford. It'll be the red Chinese hammer, uh, not, um, hammer and sickle and stars, because we're going to have to sell our Navy to them to pay off the debt that we owe them. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what's coming. Yeah, That's what's coming. At the same time, we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars a year to support people who invaded our country. Yeah. So, so don't tell me Republican Party how you've saved us money. Yeah. Not enough. I don't want to hear it. Not enough. I'm with you there. I believe the thing is I've been in uh, negotiations before, so I understand that you can't always get what you want, as the Rolling Stones say. Um, and that's that's unfortunate. So I under you know I'm a little lenient on people that have to negotiate because it's not what you want; it's what you can get. Um, so I'm just going to go over very quickly here, and then you can give a quick comment um, on what the Republicans got spending caps. Uh, Democrats agreed to essentially static funding for non-defense programs, a far cry from the 7% increase in President Joe Biden's budget request. And then I'm going to go on to permits. Um, The deal sets one or two year limits for environmental reviews of new projects, limits the number of pages in agencies' environmental analysis and allows developers to go to court if agency missed deadlines. Uh, but Republicans didn't achieve sweeping regulatory changes they had sought. For instance, the agreement doesn't restrict projects' opponents' ability to sue. And then a haircut for the IRS. The Republicans got. They have made it a priority to rescind the funding for the tax agency ever since it took control of the House, arguing that the IRS would inevitably ramp up audits on small businesses in the middle class. Speaker Kevin McCarthy insists that the IRS cuts are a clear win for the GOP. So they didn't get um, what the deal did is it rolls back $21 billion from the $80 billion windfall that the IRS got from Democrats in the Inflation Reduction Act, which... Um, which wasn't really an Inflation Reduction Act, as we all know. More work requirements for safety net programs, what Republicans got. The deal forces additional work requirements on on adults ages 50 to 54 who don't have children living with them, an extension from existing requirements for the 18 to 49 age bracket. It imposes other new restrictions on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, uh, formerly known as Food Stamps. Um, the deal phases in SNAP work requirements and sunsets them by 2030. Also, COVID clawbacks. Uh, the White House and House Republicans agreed to take back nearly $28 billion from COVID release funds. Um, so much for unemployment revamp. They didn't get much there. The cuts go after the program whose structure had brought objections from GOP lawmakers. And the return of, the return of student loan po- uh, payments, they cemented into law the Biden administration's stated plan to restart student loan payments later this year, preemptively blocking the White House from offering any further extensions. So we got that and def- uh, limits on defense spending. Republicans, um, uh, despite concerns that the push to rein in spending would mean slashing the Pentagon 
budget. Defense spending still increases, I think, three point something percent, but that doesn't keep up with inflation. Any comments on that before we move on to the next subject, which is SCOTUS looking at affirmative action? Well, let's let's just start with um, the takebacks on COVID policy. If I heard you correctly, we got a whopping $28 billion from how many hundreds of millions of dollars of unspent COVID policy programs? Trillions, yep. I, I thought it was trillions, but I wanted to be fair and say I know there was also trillions spent in the first two years of COVID relief. So I knew there were hundreds of billions of dollars still on the table, but you may be right. It may, it may be over a trillion dollars worth of unspent, already uh, allocated, just sitting somewhere in the government. Of course, we will never get an audit to find out where those dollars are, but, but they're there, okay? And how much would that cut out this year's deficit if we could take all that back right now yeah. we might actually be running in the black this year the last time we did that and it was only technical uh really wasn't a balanced book but it was close was during uh bj clinton and and the republican congress yeah. and newt gingrich and bob dole who all three of them came together and for the first time since you and i were still in diapers the United States government balanced the books, technically. Uh, b- balanced the budget. Hey. That didn't touch the, the national debt, which is a different thing. People don't understand right. the difference between right. ba- balanced budget and existing debt, which Correct. our debt service is about $400 billion, $500 billion a year. Correct. And that, and that goes to my point about the, the, the minuscule, you know, I can't believe I'm saying that about $28 billion, but... Uh, <laughs> The minuscule $28 billion out of hundreds of billions of dollars of unspent but yet allocated funding. And so when the Republican Party says to me, look what we've done, I don't say, well, you haven't done enough. I say, show me what you've done. Yeah. You, have, you haven't done anything. Yeah. Show me what you've done. Yeah. When, when, you, when, you, when you allocate that kind of money that we don't have, I mean, Rudy, think about this. 20 years ago, our government was only, <laughs> only, only five and a half trillion dollars in debt 20 years ago. That means for the first 225 years of our country's history, all the accumulated debt that we are currently servicing, by the way, we're still servicing World War II debt. Yeah, yeah. Some. Okay? Yeah, some, yeah. So, so, which the Soviets never had to pay, by the way. Um, so, when we were still relatively young men, t- almost 25 years ago, we, our country was less than $5 trillion in debt. Look at how far we have come. Yeah. In indebtedness to countries like China, yeah. okay, in less than a quarter century, yeah. 
And we have people in Washington, D.C., on both sides. There are Republicans, too. And I just as soon slit that, their, their throats, politically speaking. Okay? They're on both sides. They're like, we don't need to worry about the debt. Well, of course you don't need to worry about the debt. You're busy putting hundreds of millions of dollars of graft into your pockets yeah. and into the pockets of your children. And in the cases of people like, like Mitch McConnell and N- Nancy Pelosi, your grandchildren. Yeah. That's where all this money is going. It's going. It's going to their supporters, their families, their friends. Yeah. Why do you think the human vegetable, formerly known as Dianne Feinstein, is still sitting in, in the United States Senate? Yeah. It's, it's so the right. It's so the, the Keynesian uh, economic people that believe in Keynesian economics could stay in power and keep the uh, keep the money presses running. Uh, Obama doubled our national debt. It was only six trillion by the time he got into office. It was twelve trillion when he left, and now it's over thirty trillion. Forecast to be nearly fifty trillion in just uh, ten short years. Um, so let's move on really quickly and take five minutes. Um, I'm not going to go over too much what's happening here, but affirmative action is getting in front. There are two cases going in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, most particularly is the one that um, allows, uh, 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 well, what forces colleges uh, emission policies to hire um token um speaking of token just going back to our last subject it was indeed a token victory for the gop uh i wanted to squeeze that in before i talked about more tokens which is affirmative action in education uh allowing colleges to uh well they have their dei representatives now so do we even need affirmative action in that regard and that goes as well for corporate hiring uh do we really need a law forcing colleges and businesses to hire uh, diverse or minorities or whatever the law uh, specifies. I believe it's minorities. You have to hire a certain amount of minorities. Um, So what is your take on affirmative action as a whole? And what do you think is going to happen in the Supreme Court? Well, first, let's use the correctly stated term affirmative action, because affirmative action as instituted under the Civil Rights Acts um, of the early and mid-1960s was anything but affirmative action. To use the term affirmative action means to be anti-discriminatory. Well, if you're going to be anti-discriminatory, that means you're not going to look at color, you're not going to look at gender. You're not going to look at national origin. You're not going to look at a lot of things when hiring someone. Is that what you think the policy is that, that actually came out of the the uh, Civil Rights Act? It's mm-hmm. anything but that. Right. We had to have separate. We had to have ha- separate discrimination discrimin- uh, discrimination laws. We had to have separate discrimination laws aside from affirmative action. Right. So we're not. We're simply trying to stop the bloodletting. 
and it has gotten far worse over the last five decades. In the last 50 years, since the 1970s, we have gone from trying to, to better, better offer opportunity to those who are less fortunate. Now, which of those fortunate we're going to put at the front of the line and which of the so-called fortunate, i.e. men, we're not only going to not put at the back of the line, we're not even going to let you get online. <laughs> and you can, you can see that by the numbers of men currently attending class in all our universities around the country. The, the, the numbers of men attending on average, on average, has dropped from close, relatively close to 50-50 based on gender to less than 40% of all students on campus or taking online courses. So we've already said to men in general, and more specifically to white men, you need not apply. We don't want your kind here. And it doesn't matter whether it's in the university complex or if it's in corporate America or if it's in government. When was the last time you walked into the Department of Motor Vehicles and for every 10 people, you saw two white men? You won't see any white men there. You won't see any white men there. Well, why is that? Are, there, are, are white men thinking they're just too good to be a clerk at the DMV? Right. Right? Okay. When you walk into today's medical schools, whether it's NYU, Duke, John Hopkins, Yale, Harvard, there are not white men going there anymore. Right. Now, our medical system is going to be better because there are less white men? Well, let me tell you something. That's exactly what, what the black racists in Washington, D.C. are saying. They're saying that white men are the scourge of the earth. Yeah. We're the reason why there's wars. We're the reasons why people were enslaved. We're the reason for this. We're the reason for, hell, we're the reason why the sun doesn't wake up early enough in the morning. <laughs> okay? So, this is not good from the word go. All, all the Supreme Court is looking at is we're just against people based on race. hurt more than anyone else, believe it or not, are not white people or more specifically white men. It's Asians. Right. Asians from from a from a um, from a specific group of and when we're using ethnicity far exceed the abilities of every other group of of um, peace when it comes to academics, performance, yeah. mm -hmm. but but also if you're that academics, you're even better in the private sector or in government. Yeah. You're more effective, and so that's the reason why the Supreme Court's hearing this case because the so-called affirmative action people started in the 1980, late 80s, early 90s, discriminating against Asians by saying too many 
Asians in comparison to their numbers in the general population yep. are going to school. Yep. And that in turn is harming the ability of blacks and Hispanics to sit in a seat. Non-whites, yep. Well, okay, Not, there were other non-whites. And yep. that's the reason why the lawsuit came to be 10 years ago. Yep. That's when this started, because Asians started saying, well, well, wait a minute, we're not white. Yeah. Well, obviously you are, because... But there are too perform. right. But there are too many of you. There are too many. You're taking up all the seats for the no, allocated for non-whites in in school. So right. So here's here's what I want to see happen, but won't happen. Right. I want SCOTUS to say we are going to remove the box that you check off saying what is your race. Right. We're going to start there. We're not going to end there. We're going to furthermore get rid of the box that decides what, that allows you to decide what gender you are. It shouldn't matter. Right. It shouldn't matter what your, what your color is. It shouldn't matter what your gender is. Right. It shouldn't matter what your physical capabilities or disabilities are. What should matter is number one, Great. how can you benefit society by getting a superior education at our institution because what we don't want and what we're getting when it comes to many black and Hispanic students, unfortunately, and I'll be called a racist for saying this. When you look at the numbers of college dropouts percentage wise by group based on non-performance, who are the number one and number two groups that drop out of school because they can't maintain a GPA? Blacks and Hispanics. Yeah. Now, we're not, are, are, are we benefiting a black man or black woman by admitting them into a school like Harvard, or Yale, or Stanford, or, or Princeton, pick your poison, I don't care, instead of an Asian or a white person simply to make up for the the segregation of a hundred years ago. Yeah, we're not we're not helping them. We're not helping their com community. Right. Because that's another thing. When a black man or woman gets a college degree and goes on to get a master's and in some cases cases a doctorate, do you think they move back to the hood? No, 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 no. They move in with all the white boys and white girls. And or, they or members Asian, of those country clubs. Or Asians. God, she was Secretary of State under uh, Bush 43. Susan Rice? Um, no. No, not Susan Rice. Um, um, oh, my God. She was uh, the, the uh, Russian expert uh, for, for GW in his first administration. Um, <laughs> what? No, Newland? No, 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 no. Black woman. She's a... Uh, oh, she's, Condoleezza she's, Rice. Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Okay. She's she's on the PGA Board of Directors. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, how did she get there? She got there not because she has a superior education, which she does. Not because she is brilliant. Because she, plays, she, is. she plays golf. Because she plays golf, plays the piano, yeah. and is black and a woman. Yeah. First woman ever admitted into the membership at Augusta. Right. Okay? So, 
how does that better society? Just because you're looking at the color of a person's skin or their gender or in some cases their disabilities. Well, the Saudis own, the Saudis own it now. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, because the, <laughs> the Saudis own the Live Tour and the Live and the right. PGA just just uh, merged today. They merged right, right, right. And 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 that's something. That's a conversation to be had for another day. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. Greg Norman didn't give up anything to yeah. do that. Okay. <laughs> right. So. So it's, it's kind of like the AFL and NFL merging in 1970. Yeah. Okay. That's a conversation for another day. But getting back to the, to the subject at hand. So SCOTUS is not going to address the main point of this. They're going, they're going to deal with what is obvious. And that is how do we improve society by continuing to discriminate against someone who did nothing wrong to other people? Right. And that's that's all they're going to do, but they're not going to go far enough because they can't. Okay. So until right, but but you know the whole purpose of scholarship, and I'm not talking about actually learning because that's what the de- definition of scholarship is is learning. But the whole purpose of scholarship, meaning being granted access to to academia by way of someone paying your way. Okay. The whole purpose of that type of scholarship is to see to it someone who can't afford because they are of limited or bigger means gets the education that they can benefit from and therefore by extension society benefits from. Right. Okay? That's what scholarship is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be righting the wrongs of a hundred years and we're continuing to do that and we continue to do that and all that's going to do it's separating the races. You now have blacks in, in schools all over the country that are saying, we don't want to share dorms with whites. Right. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So, so we're going to discriminate against you because you're white. Right. And it's okay because I'm a minority and I get to do that because I'm a better person than you. Right. Okay? So this is, this is what's happening. And, and I'm glad they're taking it up, Rudy. I'm glad they're taking it up. I just don't think whatever decision they come to, and thank God we have a supermajority mm-hmm. in, because I can't, I can't depend on Roberts. Right. No, I, none of I us think Roberts, He's compromised. Right. He, he's worse than compromised. I think he search for, uh, searches for his testicles every day in the shower. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway. We'll see what happens with um, the decision. I think they're going to strike it down. Uh, because they're already anti-discrimination laws, as I said, and most of the colleges and corporations have DEI uh, departments now, so they're already going above and beyond to hire minorities. They don't need a federal mandate to do so. So I think they're going to strike it down. I hope they do. As as you said, it is discriminatory anyway, uh, particularly against Asians, uh, if not a- against whites. Um, but we're going to have to leave it there because I think we're at 42 minutes now. So, um, oh, Perry, my God. Perry, I know it's it's it, it we could go on and talk forever, um, but we're going to have to end it there. Um, so thanks for joining me once again. Episode 42, Tuesdays with Perry. And uh, take care, my brother, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Rudy. It's always a joy and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Next week. All right, man. See you. Take care. Bye. 
There goes Tuesdays with Perry, episode 42. Uh, we tried to cover a lot there. RFK, uh, affirmative action going to the Supreme Court, uh, in front of the Supreme Court, and the debt ceiling uh, rebuke by Perry. Uh, the negotiations were rebuked by him. Uh, many people on the right thought it wasn't enough. I don't think it was enough. I think that was the deal they could strike. Um, the Democrats limited uh, the negotiation window, which kind of put them in a bind. Everybody was talking about the Republicans holding the country hostage or the financial system hostage. Uh, it was really the Democrats that closed the window um, on the, you know, because the deadline was early June. So uh, Biden refused to start negotiating till the end of March or something like that, April. And that didn't leave us much time. So um, there it is, Tuesday with Perry, episode 42. Uh, check me out tomorrow, Rudy's Revelation. Or check us out next week, episode 43, Tuesdays with Perry. Peace out.